Welcome, everybody, in the Movie Guys Verse. This is Jordan here, part of Movie Guys Podcast. We wanted to say thank you so much for downloading this most recent episode. If you don't know what Movie Guys Podcast is, we are a new movie review show that is updated weekly. You can check us out at movieguyspodcast.com and also movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and happy Halloween here from Movie Guys Podcast. We did not announce this one in our schedule because we wanted to surprise everybody. But tonight, I am Jordan, and I'm joined here with Eric and Ed, like always, and we are talking about The Haunting of Hill House, the Netflix original series, 10 episode. We're going to talk about the whole series. So, well, the season. But... I have no uh, special thing for this, so I'm just going to say, Eric, how the hell are you doing? Oh, happy Halloween. This is uh, obviously a favorite time of year for adults to get drunk with an excuse, basically, right? And dress up yeah. as in costume as to do so. I don't know. You know what? I, I mean, I'm in good company because horror movies are my favorite, and you guys obviously agree with that, right? I mean, or at least somewhere around there. It holds a dear place in my heart, and... It's hard nowadays to find a good scare, right, Ed, right? It is. It really is. I, I don't know if it's because we've become numb to it or, you know, like guys like the three of us and, and some people, in the, I'm sure in the movie guys verse, watch horror movies with a passion and a love and you love when you see the murders <laughs> that when you get a good scare, it's, it's, it's very, very rare. And, you know, I can say I, I I pooped my pants more than one time while I was watching this season. So they did a good job. this is a very special episode of Movie Guys Podcast. Ed comes clean. <laughs> no, Ed made a mess. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I like that, actually. Nice. Um, so The Haunting of Hill House. Uh, before, I'm going to say this twice before we get into it. But again, if you have not, everybody listen to the Movie Guys first. If you have not finished it and you do not want to be spoiled this is going to be spoiler filled you're going to find out everything so well, if you're let's, that let's guy, give like a well, summary first so we can at least... I will. yeah we definitely go summary but i'm not gonna talk about it just yet but i'm just giving that fair warning out because it's like ah you've got to finish the whole thing um but uh, history history with haunting of hill house i first heard of this story back in 1999 with liam nielsen and owen wilson with the haunting that terrible movie Anybody, you guys, any of you guys seen The Haunting with uh, Liam Nielsen all in one In the theaters. Ooh. In the theaters? <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Um, I saw it, I remember seeing it in theaters, and uh, it was dope. Like, you know, it was, it was dope. I mean, it's, looking back, watching it now, it's very corny. What, what, it's, it's definitely corny. I saw this in... 2000 on a projector screen in my school's auditorium because I made the honor roll for the first time and only time in my life that year. So they gave us a special treat by not going to class and to show us the haunting because why not? Wow, Swanton Area High School. Go go you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> watch the movie. It was it was cool as shit back in 1999. I agree with Eric. 
Um, I actually watched the movie before I watched the Haunting of Hill House show just to kind of see if my memory serves me well and blah, blah, blah. Far different from the source material. We'll talk about it. But not a very good movie. Ed, have you seen The Haunting at all? No. No. I, 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 and I've seen movies like it, but no, I have not seen uh, The Haunting. Eric, did you see the spoof? Scary Movie 2? Oh, yeah, of course. I've, I've seen Scary Movie 2. Like, Ed, if you've seen Scary Movie 2, then that's The Haunting. That's, that's one of the better ones, actually. Scary Movie <laughs> 2 is, is definitely one of the better ones. Here's, here's the thing, though. Really? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? Chris Elliott <laughs> doing that <laughs> with that hand? or And David Cross is in there, too. Like it, It's by far the better one, I think. I still quote that movie as a 31-year-old man. Like, stuff the shit out of it. And just, uh, you know. Uh, See, there's so many good. Yeah, no, I, I loved that movie. It was great. Still is. Short, short again and rolled up by the tree and smoked. Yeah. Take it to the head. Take it to the head. Oh, you take it like a bitch. Wow. Wow. I've seen this movie too many times, I think. Uh, well, yeah, if it was 2001, I was 14 years old. Why wouldn't I? Happy no, Halloween. But, but um, here's the thing is that, like, uh, I didn't even. I'm, after watching The Haunting and after watching this this series i'm very curious to see what the book is going to be like because i've heard that the book is somewhat uh, uh different from the movie and very different from the netflix series absolutely if you want to get a good adaptation of the book if you just don't have time reading the book or listen to the audiobook watch the 1963 movie the haunting of hill house and according to sources online that is the most accurate adaptation from the novel to uh, to uh, to the screen. So the 1963 first haunting of Hill House. If you want to check that one out, that one's the most faithful. I uh, I actually saw this movie. I remember because we saw the movie in the theaters, The Haunting, and my dad was interested to to tell us. Uh, I guess he had read the book, and I don't know, you know, parents big readers, right? And he rented this movie just to show, and um, we didn't finish it because it was. I remember it seeing. I think this is the same one. Maybe I'm thinking the Vincent Price Haunting of Hill House or, or Haunting House of Haunted Hill. House of Haunted Hill. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah I get I'm, those confused. Yeah. Dude, a lot, a lot of houses on, on hills being haunted, man. <laughs> like, is there like a – is there a list? Can we go to the chart? I mean, there's probably a list. They're, they're all built on Indian burial grounds, right? I mean, There should be – like, you think the contractors would learn. Yeah, no. <laughs> Yeah, you don't want to go down that route. Dude, well, I'm just saying you can't turn down prime real estate. Can't do it. It's it's cheap. And, uh, you know, we all know that Native Americans will sell very high-valued high plots of land for very cheap. Oh, yeah. Listen, if you want the best views, you definitely go to an Indian burial ground. Yes. Yeah, I'm not doing it, though. I've seen Pet Cemetery. So, no, no, no BS, no BS. I, my at my barber, my barber tells this story. Well, his one of one of the clients that has the same time frame that I do. His family house that he grew up in, and now his brother lives in, is haunted. Uh, they've never used that word, but they've told us. It was, apparently, it was. It's you know I don't know if it was an Indian burial ground or the guy who originally owned the the estate land that all these houses are built on now or whatever. You know, it was into it was into stuff, but they've seen multiple times a guy in a black robe walk through their house, and on multiple occasions, like the, he would the 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 guy who I don't want to say his name, 
but he's a local dentist. The guy who, who lives in the house now, uh, he, he, uh, he's, he's told me the story that he had a nightmare one night. And as soon as he woke up, the garage door was going up and down and up and down and up and down. And he's not the only person that lives in this now developed area called, you know, it's a certain person's last name that had lived hundreds of years ago. Like call them white estates, right? That they, all these houses on this, in this development have similar stories of all the people that live in there and have lived in there in the past. Well, talking about similar stories. Yeah, I get it, man. And they're and they're on hills, yeah, confirmed. Yeah, we, yes, we can just call. We'll say they're on hills. Yes. Yeah. We need to talk about this. That's what the fans have downloaded this episode for. So we are going to get into it. But again, one more tease here before we get into it. How we got to this point was I was on Netflix one day. I saw the trailer. I was like, okay. TV shows and I don't get along. I have a very short attention span when it comes to television shows. If it catches me right away and it loses me halfway through, I'd never go back to it. I'm very particular. Yep. Um, I think it's everybody. That's the majority of the audience, right? Like Breaking Bad hooked me in, hook, line, and sinker. The first season of uh, 13 Reasons Why hooked me in. The second season lost to me. But uh, so I decided to give this one a try it was by myself. I wanted to give it a try. Popped it in, watched the first episode. This is this pop it in. Oh, that's a that's a thing that people don't say anymore. Yeah, pop how do you pop it in with Netflix? I, God damn it, I'm old. Anyway, so <laughs> I found the episode before you returned it. Yeah. <laughs> no late fees. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I uh, press play on my streaming Roku device. And uh, fell in love with the first episode. I called Ed immediately because I knew he was off that day and Eric was at work. And I was like, Ed, 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 you got to check this out. Ed is just as an asshole with TV shows as I am. And he's like, I don't know, brother. I don't know. Uh, a few hours later, he's like, I'm halfway through. This is great. <laughs> that's exactly that's literally exactly how this happened. He said, hey, I just watched the first episode of Haunting of Hill House. It's fantastic. You should check it out. And he said a lot of, I mean, we talked for about 20 minutes about, about the episode, right? And I said, okay, I'll check it out. And I, I watched the first episode, pooped my pants. And then the next day I told him, bro, like, you need to get to the episode this. And he goes, how the fuck are you that far? <laughs> and I told you about it eight hours ago, and you've watched the whole thing. <laughs> and just for the record, I just want the audience to know that this is twice that Ed has admitted that he's pooped his pants on there. Uh, <laughs> so then what does Ed do? Ed goes to our behind the scenes here. He goes to our private group messenger and says to Eric, you need to check this shit out. Eric, did you feel the same way as Ed did? Were you like, eh, I don't know, I'll give it a try? Or were you like, yeah, I'm game? I mean, like, when did you, did, did you have an interest? And what moment, if you had one, where you were like, oh my God, this is great. This popped into my trending uh, a while ago, and it was one of those where it was, you know, or whenever, not a while ago, well, whenever it came, a couple weeks ago from, from mm -hmm. the state, and uh, I was, I ignored it just because, I I don't know, scary scary movies, especially on, on Netflix, like, some of them are good, some of them are just, I don't, I don't know, I wait for the word to come out first, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't want to waste my time, I guess, am I that much of a... No, that's Fucking, what you said, right? Yeah, that's basically what it is. Um, and this was getting a lot of buzz. 
you're not the. I was not the first person to tell me, but it was definitely the nail in the coffin. Just because it's like, okay, fine, let me check it out now. I, you know, my may as well because I actually uh, was in the middle of a of the of Daredevil. Like I was like five episodes into season three of Daredevil, and that's I was like, okay, let's get this episode to try. Just because again, I I can't really binge too much. I got to stand up, walk around, got to change it up, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Switching from Daredevil to, to this to something scary because I really wanted to watch some scary movies was perfect because it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was engaging like, it, from the from the very start, right? Like er, everything about it was was great visually, sound wise too. I oh, the sound editing in this was what really got me going. Like that's the big part of, of horror for me has always been sound, just because it can set so fucking good high tones like it, it could be it could ruin a show like it did in uh uh channel zero is that what it is no end house which is a sci-fi show mm-hmm. or it could make it like it did it in this one like it, it was so good so i yeah that's basically what it was ed told me to watch it i need a scary movie to watch watch it and then i was hooked from from that point i pinched pretty hard actually finished it pretty quick we actually both finished it before you did yeah, you did, and I'm the one that told you guys about it a week yeah. and a half ago. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, Jesus Christ, my wife and I are not bingers. You know, we watch an episode, we watch something else. Watch an episode, watch something else, you know? And it's like, hey, we're doing a surprise episode for the fans on Halloween night. And it's like, Gina, we got we got seven episodes to watch. Let's get going. You know, <laughs> I just finished the last episode 30 minutes before we recorded. So I think we have dangled the hot piece of meat in front of the audience long enough. Wow. Did you really go there? Yeah. Hot piece of meat, you know, yeah. like, you know, you get, you know, like, you know, like a T-bone steak to a lion. That's the metaphor. That, that it was not what I read from what you said. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm there with you, but yeah, y- you know, All right, we're not going to tease them anymore. Okay. Let's the, go. The Jesus. These are coming off. How about that? <laughs> Jeez. So how does it open? Yeah. yeah. We're going to talk about that right now. If you do not want to know about this, turn it off. If you want to know, here we go. The synopsis of the story is simply this. You have the Crane family, which is a husband and a wife, and their three daughters and their two boys. They are flippers. They travel around the country. They buy homes. They fix them, flip it, and they're doing this to save money to buy their to build their what they call their forever house, a house where they're never going to move to again. They moved in the beginning of summer, and they're planning on staying all the way until the end of August. The family is greeted by two housekeepers that are married, the Dudleys, and the Dudleys only come and help them during the day. They never come into the house at night. Each episode follows the children as they are grown adults, what their life has become, and the tortures that they had leading up to those issues. Then we also follow other ghosts within the house and their backstories as well. Becomes to a big final head about what is in this red room. We finally figure out what's behind the red door. I'm sorry, not the red room. And perhaps going down in uh, television history as one of the top, maybe 20 greatest shows of all time. Wow. Uh, yeah. It is It is very good. I will say that. And it uh, did nothing like Haunting or The Haunting. Uh, that's for damn sure. Um didn't the haunting have a giant like metal hand come out and grab Liam Neeson? Yeah. Oh yeah. No. No. Yeah. There was a lot of bullshit that I was expecting this Didn't movie to Owen do. Didn't Wilson get hit by a pendulum? It was. It was really? <laughs> yeah. What's so that? 
Was, was that that movie, Owen Wilson? Yeah, yeah, it was like a pendulum, but not. Um, so I don't know if we're going to talk about every single episode in detail here. I think we're going to talk about the high points, maybe some low points, just overall. But I like to go in order here, so we're not jumping all over the place with it. But uh, but we don't have to go in order with the episodes. You well, know, just kind of, well, we you know. only we can yeah, exactly skip over. But what was unique about this and why it worked so well on Netflix? Because we don't you know often branch about that. Movies only you only get two hours, three hours to tell a story. And this one you get now ten hours, and they're able to, like what kind of story can you tell in, in ten hours, right? Uh, and just the way that they do it is, it opens up with the problem, you know, that night. Of shit going down, something happened, hauntings, scary shit in this in this hill house, and you get to get caught to speed of what the hell is going on, and then after that, the next what six episodes or something like that are all about perspective. Each person involved in the story gets their point of view told to the to the audience. Every and, character. And it's yeah. so unique. That's it's very nice. I mean, it's uh, maybe not too unique. I mean, I'm sure it's been done before, but I mean, just the it, it worked so well for this. You know? Yeah, I I 100% agree with what you said, man. Like, you know, they they it's real unique. You use your word that it starts off the first episode with the scare. You know, it tells you we're about to tell you a very long story of how we got to what you're about to see. And then you see it, and it's it's scary because you have no fucking idea what they're what how they got there, and you get kind of sort of the perspective of the skeptic brother at first, who didn't who says he didn't see anything, and he, and he didn't. Yeah, he he he. Well, he did, but he didn't know yeah. he did. Yes, but not to the degree that everybody else did. That's why his story. Right, and he wrote a book called The Haunting of Hill House, and now he's a famous author, and his siblings, or so we're led to believe, all resent him for it because they he made this he made a gazillion dollars off of this book, and then he's since written one, but he doesn't believe in ghosts. And we're, we're, we're started with a story about how this one woman, her husband was killed in a car wreck, and he's a skeptic. He, 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 he sort of, she sees a ghost and it's her husband and hears these sirens and these horns. And she's, and he's, he's basically prospecting for another book to make money off of. Right. And he basically, he sets up all these things and he tells, and he, and then he finds out why he's, he's got to leave. He has to leave. He can't finish his research. And he, within 30 seconds, just breaks her whole life down. Just you can see her. And that's a great job. There's a lot of great acting by not well-known actors. Terrific acting. Yeah, to where you can see her face just break down. The first woman. I don't remember her name. And I'm sorry I'm getting the, the, going to misremember it. But, you know, let's just call her Mrs. Smith or whomever it is. The, the woman in the, at the beginning. Where, you can where see her husband died? Yeah, well, she's a minor character. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, her, she's an ancillary character, but you can, as he's telling her the the facts of what she's heard, as opposed to what she believes she's seen and heard, the way her face just like melts and falls apart, that she's mad at him, right? That she that he, it's not her husband, right. that leak in the roof, that they this kids stole the stop sign. You can see her coming to reality. 
And that's fucking great filmmaking and great acting. I, 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 I can't say enough. And we're going to go into more detail about a lot of the filmmaking and a lot of the acting in this, in this series. But that was the first, first real great ep, uh, part of that, I think. Now, Eric, I wanted to ask you. Uh, I wanted to ask you a question here um, because I'm going to piggyback on it. The moment that I realized I needed to, I needed to you, I needed you guys to see the show was this moment. Um, not knowing the story or where the story was going to go the first time I pressed play on this on the first episode here, but knowing traditional filmmaking and storytelling with all the movies that we reviewed over the years is that I know that Mrs. Walker is a very minute, probably never going to return character, right? Uh huh. However, though, and I don't say this word often when it comes to filmmaking, but what makes the filmmakers and the creators of this show geniuses is they believe they do this not just with her, but other characters throughout the show. But they put the camera on a tripod. They don't do any other angles. They press record and they let the woman act and tell a story that helps you visualize. I visualize the car accident, why it's happening. Right. Oh yeah, and and I'm visualizing what her weird, disgusting husband looks like above her with dripping water. Right, I'm 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 envisioning this. I'm like, oh my god, these guys are geniuses. Then what makes them even more geniuses, Einstein level, is that it's all debunked. It's like this was not what I was expecting because I thought you know the dripping water on his head. I'm like, boom, he's gonna open his eyes, he's gonna look up. There's the husband. That's what kind of show we got. Not terrible, but okay. Yeah. Yeah, 100% agree with that. I was right on board with where you're, with what you're thinking. Eric, what do you feel about that? Since Ed's on board, Eric, do you do you share that same vision of where this is going? Oh yeah, it's it's it sets a pace because you you have this this very dramatic moment where it commands your attention, right? I mean, it's uh, a single shot of one person and it's going to be a monologue and the camera slowly zooms in you can this is another part where the sound comes in too because in the background you 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 have heightened i guess background or uh, auxiliary noises you know mm -hmm. and it's uh it's just great detail to to have that happen just again just plain and simple storytelling that's what that is someone wrote yeah. a story a ghost story and she had to tell a ghost story and that's yeah just like you said it's it's not anything that uh um i, I mean you want to call it genius i'd just say it's one of those maybe just even overlooked or forgotten almost simplicity well, you know yeah well, because because uh, like nowadays you get that cut between people that are talking you know this person's talking that person's talking there hasn't been monologue scenes in films in a long time you know, and I remember you could watch any film from the 1940s and they're all the one cut, one tracking shot, the fucking fucking pattern. You know, the beginning, the beginning, yeah. uh, the beginning. Pattern. That's what you, know, you haven't really seen those things since then. I don't know if it's out of ease or the actors fuck up and you whatever it is, but you don't see that. You don't let the actors do their job. The director is trying to basically do the actor's job for them in a lot of ways. And these actors are doing a great job. And now these filmmakers who are behind the scenes of this, of this show are letting the actors do their job. And that's brilliant. Now I get into a part where I get scared. So like I said here for all the people out there, movie guys verse, we are jumping around, but just kind of bear with us on this. Cause we're the whole season here, all 10 episodes. 
But the part that scared me in the first episode uh, was definitely when uh, when Hugh Crane, uh, the dad, uh, walks in to his older son's bedroom and just pretty much says, shut the fuck up, don't say a goddamn word. And the doorknob starts to turn. That creeps me out, right, guys? Mm -hmm. It's like... Mm -hmm. The unknown. Okay. Yeah, it's like, okay, scary ghost, right? And after the doorknob stops turning... He opens it up. He sees whatever that was out there is now gone. He says to his son, okay, now remember, shut the fuck up. I'm going to pick you up and carry you out of here, but you have to close your eyes. And the son does so for a second, but while he's running, and they turn a corner, the camera lingers, and you see this woman in a white nightgown running and acting weird for like a split second, and it's just absolutely crazy. In that moment of time, uh, Hugh Crane, the dad, has put every kid in the car, and they're escaping the nightmare of Hill House that takes place in the nineties, and then we jump forward until two thousand eighteen to see where all the kids are nowadays. Uh, Ed, I spoke to you about it, but I really want to hear what Ed had to say because you and I talked. Uh, Eric had to say because I talked to you about it before. But Eric, that opening—not that opening, but that ending scare, right? Of get the fuck, home, you know, like come on, son, let's go. How did that? How did you react to that? How was your feeling about that? Oh, I loved it. Oh, it was perfect because you, you, this is. What made it again uh, very helpful is that um, you know what? Hold on, let me let me back up a little bit. A lot of the other movies that I think what they're doing now is that uh, again because they're movies, they don't have this much time to tell the stories. They have to pack a whole lot in. Is that they're telling everything too quick, and you get multiple views on, on one thing that's going on. Dinosaur attacks, you get to see it from a bird's eye view, and everything else, you know, or uh, uh, you know. A zombie comes to crashing through the wall. You get to see it from this, this, that, and whatever view. This, you get a focused perspective view. That entire scene, I was in the the shoes of um, Stephen, young Stephen. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that, I knew just as much as he did. I knew about what was going on. I knew just as much as uh, as what was going on. I had the same questions he did, and that was, you know, great because it puts you in that element. And you want to know what's going on. I have no idea. What, let me tell me what's going on. What am I missing out on? You know. And then to see that only gives you more questions. And now it scares the shit out of you because I don't know what the hell that was. You can assume it's the mom because she's the only one not in the car. Yeah, and you know, I, I, I I'm one hundred percent, you know, in 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 in, his, in, the, in the shoes of the son, like you said. Um, you know, it's it's. I was just thinking of to myself after seeing that, like, what the fuck would I think if my dad? Because I didn't, because because the, Stephen didn't see anything up until this point, and he says he didn't see anything as an adult. And he even later, you know, argues the point, like, and there is, excuse me, his siblings all argue, you didn't see anything. Right. So that moment, like, he he does see something, but he doesn't know what it is. And and the, the the dad walking in and say, hey, be quiet, you know, whatever whatever you're about to do, whatever is about to happen, keep your eyes closed. I'm going to pick you up, and we're going to run. That was re that was a cerebral scare. And you know, when they just turn the corner and you see and you see the woman in the white dress, who we later find out that the, the, you know what really was going on there, but that, that was fucked up. Like I could be, I could imagine myself being, what do you, what, what would we say he is? 10, 11, 12? I'm that, 12. Yeah, 12, 12 sounds good. 
you know, and he that moment defined his life, and that's why he he hates his dad. That moment was, you know, because and then he get in the car and they see his they get in the car and he they all see the mom up in there in the window staring, and it's 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 that moment defined their lives and they became who they became, who were introduced to throughout the rest of the, you know the next few episodes without a backstory of all of you know we have to piece it together through the show. So I, I, yeah, I mean that was fucking scary. Well, that's another thing too is that like it. There are things that that I you have a lot of questions about because uh, there uh, okay so after that events happen now you're getting caught up with a little bit of the after effects police are mm-hmm. called and in uh, tabloid uh, headlines and police questioning are all taking place too and this is where you kind of get an ear that you need to be very. Uh, uh, kind of aware that there are a lot of details going on you need to be you need to pay attention motherfucker because i heard that's my first question was in that and i'll see if you can catch this the police officers talking back and forth when they said well, what about the other body yeah yeah and you're just say well wait whoa time out there the it's like i'm aware of maybe possibly one body that's there you know Mm-hmm. So that's and that was my first year. That was one that sucked me in actually. Cause I was like, whoa, whoa, wait, wait a minute. Are we just gonna ignore this? Like, can we can we go back and talk about this? And eventually, uh, we do. But uh, that was that was a great part. Like uh, these little details. And then also, Jordan didn't you were the one that said that throughout this entire series too that there are, are ghosts hidden throughout yes. every uh, throughout the scene. So you have to pay attention to every little. There are hundreds of, of, of ghosts, Eric. Ed, I don't know if you check this out. If anybody wants to check this out, just go to Google. I don't know where the link is on Facebook anymore. Just go to Google and type in Hidden Ghost Haunted of Hill House Netflix. And they have stills of every episode. And they have red circles outlining the ghost. It's not bullshit, meaning <laughs> somebody mistakes a, you know, a plant for a fucking ghost. You know, like it's legit. But there was... There was a ghost behind Steven when his dad was talking to him. We got to get the fuck out of here. And when they're running down the stairs, there's a ghost crawling underneath the stairs too. Oh yeah. And one, you know, one of the things that I, I, I've noticed and I've pointed out to other people as I've been telling them about this show, right. Is almost in every scene, the person that haunts whomever that is, is in the scene. Right. So the bent neck lady somehow, some way is in all the episodes with, with, with the one daughter. Right. And there's, and the top hat, even as an adult is the guy with the top hat who I can only assume is Mr. Hill or whomever they say that they buried himself in the wall. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They, they'd explained, um, uh, they explained a lot of the ghosts. They, I think they explained all of them. Well, and every time there's a window, every time there's a window, there's a there's a face looking at somebody through the window, underneath the stairs, or behind, yeah, yeah. A, behind a chair. Yeah, there's yeah, they're they're yeah, they're there, and you're not. You only see them if you're paying attention. And Jordan, I can tell you this because of you, I I fucking paid attention, oh, and right. I caught a lot of them. I didn't. I can't say I caught them all. I I didn't count them. But yeah, you, you you can see them when you pay attention, and all the people in the movie guys verse. If you haven't watched the series yet, just pay attention, and you'll see ghosts and shit. Even the ones that don't, they don't yeah, we're rewatching. They don't scare you. They're not there to scare you. They're just meant to be always there. 
watching atmosphere. Now we go into episode two. I don't remember much of episode two because that was almost almost two weeks ago. All I remember from episode <laughs> two is that the older sister, I'm sorry, I forget her name. Um, Shirley. Shirley. Shirley finds a litter of cats. All the cats start to die in the second episode. So one by with, one. We start with the old, the eldest, right? Shirley? Yeah. So and we, we, go, we, we I went backwards, remember. right? From, from oldest to youngest. Yeah. Yeah. So we go to we go to her and all I remember is all the cats dying in the second episode and the one's cat's eyes look weird and the dad kills it. Was there a scary I'm I'm trying to remember the second episode cuz I don't remember much. Eric, you want to fill me in for the second episode? Was there anything really good that that I'm trying to remember here? I I mean this is where I kind of they go back and forth of uh more of the hauntings and more of the details, which here's the thing too is that that in that episode they explained that they heard dogs at night, you know, and that, um, oh, the cats. Uh, we oh, bring them. that's right. They found yeah. the kittens in the back. They said, well, we got to bring them, or they found the kittens in the shed. And uh, Mr. Dudley um, was just like, oh, well, I'll leave them here because, or, or uh, and Hugh was just like, leave them here because, you know, the mom will come back and, you know, that's just how it works. And they was like, oh, well, we got to get bring them in because of the dogs. And that's when Mr. Dudley was just like, there are no, there are no dogs out here. Which was yeah. great because they followed that for like a couple more episodes and they stopped bringing it up. But yeah. that's yeah. And you, and you forget the, about the, the, the cats. The one died and then all of a sudden they all died except the one, but it had they, it, it, like cockroaches or something inside of it. No, no, no. It has its eyes were weird, melting eyes. Were these but there were cockroaches that came out. There were cockroaches come out of the, the first one when they went to bear. Were these, were these, were these ghost cats? Well, I, I doubt that. I, they were probably real cats meant to, you know, I don't know. They were probably real cats. Now, also, though, um, what was going on? That wasn't uh, Shirley talking to a, a kid about some sort of... Uh, did we get... Annabelle. Luke was. Luke was. Luke Luke was talking to to Annabelle or Ab Isabel? Abigail. Abigail, Abigail. Get, yes. Abigail. Get your names right, boys. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it Went through Shirley's thing about death and the cats, and I that, that was too much. Was... The second episode, there was not much really that caught my attention. Sure. Well, you got to remember, for, throughout most of the show, we're forgetting a, a big major port. By the way, of the first episode, when we, when they tell you, oh, by the way, she went back to the house, the one sister, the youngest sister, and killed herself, and. He the, the the son Stephen is like wait a minute he's on the phone with his dad he's like wait a minute what do you mean she killed herself like she's you know, oh, it's, yeah, it's not true yeah yeah and you see the and you and and this is the I got a huge chill out of that that's the moment that made me for the third time now say this poop my pants but at the end of the episode because you see like the brothers coming down the stairs who we were told is now a, a heroin addict or a drug addict and he's like this isn't what it looks like right. <clears throat> excuse me and he says look just take the money here's my money just give me my camera back you can or give me the ipad back you can have the camera by the older brother and so he goes upstairs and he sees his sister and he's like oh shit you know that's like you think that's going to be the scare then all of a sudden we find out she's dead and it jumps up right to you and Great has style. this blood yeah yeah and has the black eyes and the face and like she's trying to speak and she can't speak 
That is the yeah. first episode, yeah. Yeah, uh, so that that was the, that was a really creepy for me. That was really that one really got me. I I was sitting in my chair watching it, and it wasn't so much a huh kind of scare. It was more of a it gave me chills, and I sat there silent and still for about thirty oh, seconds. Here we go. Okay, okay. So in the second episode, we get in the introduction to a few more of these scares. Here's the other part too: is that with these longer episodes, is that not only do you get to have better character development, like we all enjoy out of this, but you also get to go for longer scares. You get to build it a bit more. In this one, we get the introduction to uh, Mr. Smiley. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. That's number three. Yes, yeah, so we get the introduction because Theo is, is coming into this, and so they talk about it a little bit. The other part, too, is that we get a, a big scare with uh, Theo and Shirley in Theo's room and the banging on the walls. That's right. So we get the banging on the walls in the second episode. Oh, and, that's right. And then we also uh, uh, go back to the past where Shirley, a big character at the moment for her, uh, <laughs> where, uh, where, where uh, Shirley's afraid to see her uh, deceased mother in the casket, so the mortician guy helps her and coaches her through, and ultimately yes. that is the reason why she becomes a mortician herself. Yes. Mm -hmm. And yes. then we do get introduced to Mr. Smiley, which goes into episode three, which is all about Theo, the bisexual or possible lesbian sister. She's a lesbian. Um, and she wears gloves. Why does she wear gloves? Because we find out that she possibly has a special power to where if she touches you, she can see and feel everything about you. She's uh, right. sensitive. Right, yeah. which which we did later find out all the sisters are sensitive, but specifically her and the mother. Mm -hmm. But that's a, like, she has a superpower. Pretty much, yeah. You I mean, know, it, she can touch anything or anyone and learn, like, these ghosts are giving these people gifts because they want to take them over, Right. And they want to. They want to. They want to empower them to sort of. I don't want to say take them. Oh, I don't want to. Maybe not take That's over. The house. I was asking. Is that right? Do they do they give them gifts to kind of like just make each, them do their bidding? Kind each, of like the whole trucks. Well, I don't know about do their bidding, but maybe that's right. But each one of these siblings is given something by these by these ghosts, um, except for the oldest brother. He's not given anything. And, you know, so like uh, what's her, the youngest, the youngest daughter, she is, she becomes depressed. Uh, the oldest brother is a drug addict. They're twins. They're tied together. So depression and drug addiction. Uh, the Theo, she has the gift of she can touch anything. She's uh, and, like uh, unbreakable. Yes, oh, yes, God. yes. And uh, the, the, the oldest sister she she's not necessarily given a gift per se, but she becomes cold. She becomes basically soulless. She's the one that has no real feeling. You know what I mean? Until she, you know, and she's haunted by something. She's the only one that's haunted by something that's not from the house, by the way. You know, we find out later what that ghost is, but we see this ghost several times, or it's really a manifestation of some guy sitting down everywhere holding a drink and like just sort of spinning his drink and tapping his drink saying hi. Yeah. I was wondering what that was. We'll find out also later. Cause I want to talk about that, but mm -hmm. in this third episode of touch, we also get an introduction of Mr. Smiley. Mr. Smiley was in Okay. So Theo is a child therapist and he is, and she is uh, talking to a little girl and she can't read, but she's, but she's afraid of a monster in the basement called Mr. Smiley. 
So now I'm wondering, I'm like, where is this show going? Because my initial thought was in the first episode when Steven, the skeptic, I was like, oh, is this going to be one of those kind of educated dramas where it's like, there's actually no ghost at all, but they're, mm -hmm. they're just, you know, they're just skeptic. And then we get into the third episode here. Um, and, and, and then all of a sudden I'm like, Hmm, wait a minute. Is this like a police drama? Um, so I figured that out. Mr. Smiley is creepy as hell because what he actually is, is a piece of wood uh, of the ceiling of the basement that has this weird design to it. And it's because the little girl is looking up to it why she's being sexually molested by her foster parent. Yeah, it's, uh, it's disturbing, disturbing to, to say the least, right? And that's how Theo figures it out because, you know, she took off her gloves, she touched, and she started to feel um, what uh, the little girl felt. We, we yeah. got a lot of detail in this episode. We get um, the, yeah, her touching, we get that whole sequence with her and her mom going around and, and like, feeling hot and cold, the cold spots in the house. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, and in and you know this is one of those things like that in that part like you know this is where they they really 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 start to sort of piece the puzzle together. Um, you know, excuse, excuse me, I'm sorry. Give you the pieces of the puzzle, not put it together, but they give you like the pieces where she's going around the house feeling feeling uh, the uh, what do I want to say. The, the the hot and cold spot, and then later on you see the Mrs. Dudley and the mom in right before that conversation happens, and you see the you see her you know really this is why she became a child therapist. She goes and she touches the place and she starts to she starts to scream and cry, which you later see when when we get to the funeral uh when excuse me when she finally gets to the funeral home when the sister gets there. Um, the dead one and yeah. she touches the sister and she sees what she sees um, and I think in that part they saw the mom there um, at one point heard the the, oh, the other sister sees the mom but anyway but yeah I mean that character I think you know they really start to develop her at this point and they give her all the really they, they give her the foundation for why she is who she is and why she had like the whole what is it? What does she say later? Like the she doesn't feel anything because she feels everything. That's right. Good way of putting it. Yeah. 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 And uh, this is this episode had had really a lot of good scares, and that it's really another thing too is that it keep uh, it keeps the thrill going. Um, and like the the Theo scenes were really good with that. In her room, uh, they had the scene where she was in bed and cuddling and. Uh, the ghost cuddled her. Yeah, I know the hand thing. What was with the hand thing? Because it never came back. Well, that no, that's how she that got her. It. That's how she got her her sight or her her touch. Oh, by the ghostly hand. By the way, do you guys? Eric, that was that was the little boy. The little boy. That was the little boy ghost. Yeah. The little yeah, boy he, ghost. He, he, he was uh, uh, wheelchair. Wheelchair. Yeah. Because I didn't see his face. That's why I was wondering what uh, what ghost that was. Well, that's because that's that's what room that she was in okay that, that was right. that was that was a little a little boy's room i guess oh. also also we had a, a great scene in this in this episode we had the dumbwaiter scene was this the third episode yes okay so let's talk about the okay okay because let's it showed because it was theo's decision to let luke play in the dumbwaiter 
Yes, and he goes all the way down to a crawl space, not a basement, really, because there is a basement of the house. It's like a cellar. Like a cellar basement thing. There's definitely like old whiskey barrels down there or something. And you see a hand behind a barrel. And I point that out to my wife and I pause and I'm like, Gina, there's something there. There's something there. Jesus fucking Christ. You know, just freaking out like a little girl. And this zombie thing starts crawling after Luke. Uh, oh, rips his the, shirt. Oh, the, the, um, obviously, true to form, the flashlight battery starts to, to flicker and give way. We have and to. We have to do that. You have to do that. And so, obviously, when you when you eye it down and you're looking down there, and the flashlight is giving that whole you know flicker effect, and this thing is obviously getting closer with every with every flash. It's just yeah, like, I know. That's, a, that's such a great scare. That's such a great moment. Well, that zombie is just that zombie never comes back, but right. that became interesting. Third right. episode was amazing. The fourth episode is the twin thing. And this is where we get to find out more information about Luke, where we get to find information about Nell. But we find out that Luke is a heroin dealer. And I'm sorry, not a heroin dealer. Right. He's, a, he's a heroin user. He has tried before in rehab. He has failed. He has now um, found this, a friend. This, this is Luke's episode. Sorry to cut you off. This is completely Luke's episode here. It's just called a twin thing. Mm -hmm. um, he's He was born 90 seconds before Nell, no, if you remember. Yes. So he's always so he was joked and said he was older, uh, but he got his ninety day chip, ninety days of sobriety. He has a um, he has a best friend Joey, who was also a recovering addict, and he wakes up in the middle of the night. All of the family members wake up in the middle of the night at was it three oh three p.m. Yes. Yes. Okay. Do you guys know the true story of three oh three p.m.? Does anybody do you guys know this story? Colorado thing, the show, or something else? No, no, no. It's just this. Will be it's not PM. It's AM. AM. It's the witching hour, right? Yeah. So it's like people have said, and this has happened to me before, a handful of times, hundreds of times in my life. But people say that at three o three a.m., people wake up in the middle of the night for no reason. Just wake up. They're thirsty. They gotta take a piss. Or something, right? This has happened to me before. After I heard this, I, this has happened, and I look at my phone, it's like it's three or three. The reason why that is, the number, I don't know what the number means, but the mythology behind it is a loved one, a ghost of a loved one, is standing over you, protecting you. And you wake up because of their presence. <laughs> okay. No, I'm serious. I mean, like, I mean, that is the thing that people say because millions of people throughout time have said that they've woken up at 3.03 a.m. and they felt something weird. That's happened to me hundreds of times. Well, I think I think specifically this one is the moment the sister dies. I know you, they all They all hop up holding their throat. Yeah. You know, and then Luke, as we find out in this episode, he gets colder and colder and colder, which is hidden. You know, it, it's, it, it's the death of thing. Yeah, it's a twin thing. Yeah, that's the twin thing. Yeah. Yeah. So in this episode as well, uh, Joey, who's a recovering addict, decides to leave. Um, and she leaves him a note that says, do not follow me. What does he do? He follows her. Well, of course. And this is when my wife fell in love with Luke. She said Luke's my favorite character because he escaped trying to find her and he never used since he escaped. You know what I mean? Even up to later in the episode. I mean, later in the season, but he never used again, right? So that's cool. But during this episode, we get another great scare 
of Luke laying in bed, a young Luke in 1992. And all of a sudden we hear banging on the floor, like a boom, boom. He goes up the bedroom door and he looks in the hallway and he sees a floating tall man with a cane open the door of every room. Luke finally goes underneath the bed and hides. And the man finally comes into his room and kicks his hat. Well, you're forgetting. Yeah, you're forgetting the key point is that the the mother or Mrs. Dudley or somebody found that hat upstairs and they gave it to Luke hesitantly, albeit, but they gave it to Luke. He puts the hat on. And from that moment on throughout the rest of his life, he's then chased by the guy in the hat. Which I will bring this up, Eric and Ed. I know I both share this to you guys, but for the sake of the show here, subtext. Doesn't mean anything, just my own metaphor, interpretation of it. Every time we see adult Luke and he's chiefing, he wants to get back in the wagon. Life is bringing him down. The old man with the hat's always behind him. Monkey in the back, he's metaphor for heroin. Always there, always following him. Do you guys think I'm reaching or do you think that's an interesting subplot? No, I, I think that's you'll see that in all, in all of this. I think that um, they are haunted by by their own demon like they, they they've carried it with them you know they obviously never had gotten closure with something and then they just have a chip on their shoulder i didn't mean for that to rhyme but, but i did though and now you're awesome thank you thank you yes and uh, i think i should be done after that yep mm -hmm. well here's the thing like in in and and this is another part where you've got to really really watch even the scenes where they don't go into detail and they don't highlight the man in the hat right where luke's constantly running away from him yeah he's in literally every fucking scene that luke is in good scares some, really? oh yeah and and even when he's a kid after he puts the hat on he's in the background in the painting and you can see like the guy and the guy with the hat right and we're we're to we're to assume then because I think it's in this episode that they, it's maybe it's Mr. Hill or whomever, he buried he he buried himself in the in the in the in the basement and we we find him in the basement there the the skeleton then he why? changed his mind wait wait, wait. yeah why was it this episode no no he didn't that's a later episode but I I was trying okay. to I saw the episode last night or the night before can either of you guys tell me why Mr. Hill decided to bury himself in the wall was it to commit suicide or was it to hide or what did they probably not hide because there's other ghosts like i don't know exactly what the time frame was for mr hill but we see generations of ghosts and i'm not trying to give away the the, the end of the episode or series just yet but we later see literally you know, spirit upon spirit upon spirit, including the, I don't even remember her name, but like the, the woman that's dressed as a flapper, right? Bobby. Yes. I don't know if that was later or if that was before. I I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm assuming we, that we, was before. We got to see a few glimpses of her by by now. Not we this have. episode, but, um, but it, it's still like, it's un, it's unclear of like, she's just another ghost in the house. Yeah. So Eric, do you, do you know, did they say, or do you have a theory on why Mr. Hill buried himself in the wall? I think they, they had mentioned it. in. That's what I'm trying to wonder. What was it that he did? Why? Oh, uh, geez, I'll, I'll have to look it up. I don't remember completely. Uh, was it oh. because he was hiding from the ghost? It was Maybe it was something like that, where he was just trying to wake up, and he was trying to hide from his nightmares. Is that what it was? Or 
Hmm. I, I don't know. It was something like that. All right. I, well, we'll get... I, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, it's easy to look so, up, but we have gotten to the halfway point of the series, and we've gotten to the halfway point of the episode. Here, we're talking about episode five, the bent neck lady, the episode that scared the living shit out of me two nights ago. A 31 year old man. Um, I still am scared right now. I'm doing the show, and uh, a little behind the scenes here. I texted Eric and Ed a, a, a second ago while we were talking and said, hold on, I'm hearing noises. I'll be back. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing banging outside. And the first thing I think just 10 minutes ago was Ben Egg Ladies outside my door. Yeah. That, that, that was just your wife and the neighbor. And that, that was my wife taking the trash in. <laughs> oh, well, I was halfway there. So during the episode of tonight, uh, I got scared still. I don't know why that ghost scares me. Even now that I know who the ghost is, which we'll reveal in a second, that ghost out of all of them scares the living shit out of me. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, because, I mean, it's obviously dark and it's creepy and, oh, it's just the, the way that it looks, the way that it moves, the way that it sounded. That one part Is, where you get to see uh, uh, her when she was on the couch and you just heard the apparition just go, no, 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 no. And mm -hmm. it, it freaks Which you out. Which is a like, great foreshadow, by the way. Yeah, it's fantastic. Great foreshadow, because uh, they don't reveal who the bent neck lady is until until what? Until the the funeral yeah. episode. We're not there no, yet. No, right? no, 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 no. The review in this, this episode. One. This is the second longest episode. That's an hour and ten minutes. So yeah, it's it's one of those things that th this is a this is an interstellar moment. Like each one of these ghosts and each one of these characters has a different fucking thing, right? So in this this is the episode about about her, right? About where she we learn that she about got married. That. Her, her yeah, everything. Yeah. This is this is her breaking down. This is her uh, confront being the only one awake when her father comes home. Uh, okay. Back to the to the hotel and just how she felt like she was just left behind. How she met what's his name Arthur. Is that his name? Uh, yeah. Her, the husband. What a or, or, uh, her sleep therapist because That's she sucks, sees the neck lady all the time still as an adult. Right. Yeah. Which is a great fucking, you know, it's a great storyline. She meets this guy. She falls in love. She doesn't see the bent neck lady anymore. And then, but she has these, these night paralysis because of the bent neck lady. And because of that, she meets her husband because she goes to a sleep study. She only has it every once in a while. And he like wakes her up and he's real gentle. And he, he tells her how to, you know, they fall in love and they move to LA with uh, Steven. Right. And then she sees the bent neck lady again. And there's one, there's like one time she sees her. And then the last time she sees her before she has her breakdown, it's in their bedroom, in their home with her and her husband. She sees the bent neck lady. She can't do anything. And Steven dies. Or her, not Steven, I'm sorry. Arthur. Arthur yeah. Dies from brain aneurysm. What they, yeah, what they call a brain aneurysm. Yeah. Which was a which was a great another great scene. And my you wife, know? my wife during that scene, because they uh, the filmmakers lie to us, which we'll talk about at the end of the episode of, of the episode by the bent neck lady, not this episode. But he, when he's walking to turn on the lamp. You hear a crunch of the neck, and he falls down. And my wife screams at the screen, It's the bet neck lady! She killed his husband, that bitch! You know, <laughs> just freaking out. And uh, great, great episode. So then Nell just, just can't take it anymore. She's going back to the Hill House. 
was she going back to the Hill House, Eric, to kill herself, or was she going back there to, no pun intended, face her demons? Come home now. You know, remember, yep. remember that on the wall? Remember where she got accused of? Yep. Uh, ah, yeah, yeah. Well, which we later see, her, her the mom wrote in, an, in another interstellar way, which was welcome home. Right, and uh, we also get the, uh, a few episodes back, we got the introduction of, the mom saying to the daughters that she'll turn the the, the front port the, the front light off two times or turn it on two times for them to come home. And you see that throughout the entire series too. You do, which is always like, you know, it, it's like don't go in the fucking house. But anyway. I think this was because I, what was so sad about about Nell's story is that uh, she's like this she she feels somewhat ignored, right? Like all this stuff is happening to her, and she really can't seem to get. Like she she's trying to reach out, and nobody nobody is is paying attention to her. You know, she's going through all of this shit, and nobody is giving her the time of day. She crashes Stevens' um, book re reading at the library, uh -huh. right? Uh -huh. yeah. And that's obviously a desperate cry for help right there, and he blows her off, right? She goes to, to help her twin, Luke, and he uh, bucks her up for, for her cash to go – or for her to go buy heroin for him. Yeah. She's a betnaic lady there outside while she's waiting for him to get, mm -hmm. his, to get his fix. Mm -hmm. Right, and you, you see it kind of in all parts. Oh, she also gets to see Luke dead too in the, in the hotel, and she, she's dealing with a new therapist. So basically she's had all these cries for help, and – it's almost just like she's like saying, fine, fuck you guys then. I mean, I guess I got to do it by myself. And I, that's just basically what it, I think it was a little bit of both. Like she's, she was trying to confront the demons, but at the same time, I, I don't even know. I, maybe she was just giving up. It's hers. Is, it's a very tragic story. And it was one of those where after everything comes in, in is told about pretty much after she dies, you're just like, oh, man, just, I want to give her a hug. Yeah, I know, right? You don't want to give her a hug now because we're going to reveal that Nell is the bent neck lady. She goes into the house. She sees her family there. I'm freaking out watching this because I'm like, this is not real. They're scary ghost people. What the fuck? And uh, she's in her yellow or like a white gown. She goes up to the metal swirling steps. Her ghostly mother's there. And all of a sudden, she touches the locket on her neck because she's always wanted her mother's locket. And there's a noose actually around her neck, not a locket. She gets pissed off the edge by her mother, and she falls to her death being like getting her neck broke. However, though, twist, she falls through time, going through the past and revealing that every time that she has seen the bent neck lady as an adult or as a child, it is actually her becoming the ghost of the house. A ghost of the house. Yeah, one of the ghosts of the house. Great fucking, great fucking episode. The next episode comes into that is called The Two Storms, where the episode is based off of uh, 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 a storm at the funeral home uh, in the present, and then a storm during um, during uh, the haunting in 1992. I don't remember much of this episode, however, though. Uh, the one thing I do want to say about this episode that Ed told me about is amazing is, of course, they did edits. But the way they filmed it made it look like all one shot, like a play. Eric, did you notice that with this episode? Oh yeah, they, 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 what uh, what they what they call them a oneer now, I guess. Uh, mm. But yeah, they had they did that a uh, big long scene of that, and it was very good how they did it at the uh, um, I guess what they wanted the viewing. I guess they, it's not the eulogy. 
this next episode, right? Yeah. The next episode, yeah. This yeah. Is so, the, so the reunion of the family, right? For the viewing. And the way that they just um, – it, it was very theatrical, the way that they did it, the way – it was very staged, you know, uh, mm-hmm. in, in, again, the theatrical sense, that, uh, you know, it, you had a character who would come in, say their piece, and then you'd have minor characters like Theo who would do the minor quips in the background. And those are good because those are building points. Until ultimately, you know, those characters are going to have – everyone has their talking points. Characters that would entrance uh, would enter in on camera and off camera. It was – the way that it was done, again, I, I appreciated it from, I guess, yeah, like the old the old school. It was like watching it. It was a stage performance. Oh, that's what – Ed, you love that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, I said this is one of my favorite episodes in the history of episodic – in the episodic uh, television genre of film right this i mean i would even put it in my top five you know alongside uh i forget the name of the episode but like the episode when in breaking bad when 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 walter white says i am the danger you know this is this is that good this is that well done um it's yes it's it, eric to use your word this this is this is literally theatrical it is as if you're watching a play on broadway or off broadway or you go to your local your local playhouse to see your touring you know your touring uh, actors this it, it's so fucking well done i can't even express it in words to see to, you know, and it, yes, it's a tracking shot, but yeah, okay. So there are edits, I, and I and I said that I don't know if there were, I don't know if there weren't, but okay, you know, maybe there probably were. But to watch, like, as the cameras going around each of these actors as they're fighting as a family, they're finally having it out. They're, you know, the 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 one husband, who, the husband of of what's her name who's trying to, you know, who, who finally reveals that, well, we took their money too because you're a terrible business person. And, oh. and Nell, who's, who says, well, I fucking took his money too because I, w- I went and got my PhD, right? And they're all sort of saying, we all took his money and they're all fighting and, and hating each other and arguing and screaming. As- royalties from Steven's book, that's what you're saying. And, yes, 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 and, yes. And surely the other was very against it because that was blood money, right? That's tainted money. Right. That's our yeah. story, and you should respect it. And you're 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 selling it to make a dime, and it's disrespectful. Right. And he takes your money is just as disrespectful. And she finds out that yeah, everyone takes the money. Yes. Yeah. Everybody except her, even though her husband took the money. And, and she and, also thinks that her husband is having an affair with Theo in this episode. Oh, yeah, which she, she catches which she, learned, yeah, she catches the two of them sort of making out. And but well, what it looks like in, in Yeah, the, yeah, in which we find out later it's it's something different. But the, the the what got me, the two moments that got me in this episode where I can say that this is literally like my favorite of the entire series and top five all time episodes of a show is when the actors they're sort of looking around like they're all they're all in a circle arguing and you can when they focus on somebody who's talking for a moment even though it's a tracking shot you can see them sort of look off in the background when they see Nell and they just brush it off as nothing i'm just not seeing anything they give a double take and then you see Nell 
And then you're like, okay, I see what they were looking at. And then it's another person and it's another person. And it's another person. And the dad then walks off. He said, Hey, where's the bathroom? He walks off and then comes into the house and he knows he's in the fucking house because he's holding the secret of the house and his wife like that. That was so well written, so well directed, and most importantly, so well acted right. that, I mean, I can't even, I mean, I've tried to put it into words and I, and I know I'm rambling and I apologize to the movie guys versus to YouTube for rambling a little bit about how much I love it. It's just, it's so well fucking done that that's that moment, that film, that five minutes of filmmaking is why I fucking love movies and why I fucking love TV. So Damn. There, I had a problem with this episode because it, it fell into a common trope that you see in ghost movies. Just one, because you had a great scene where you have Hugh walk into the, the house and walks. By the way, the entire fucking series, and I know you guys already know this, just the way they do the flashbacks, seamless. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful, just the way they draw it, and then this particular one was was perfect too. The way that they they flip back and forth between uh, then to now is just is also very well appreciated. But this one was was obviously better because he had literally walked into the scene, and uh, you got to see it that way, and you got to see the first uh, a problem where Nell goes missing. And uh, during the uh, the big vicious storm, right, yeah. and all the families in the in the front foyer, and everyone's uh, huddled, and everyone's holding each other, and then suddenly Nell goes missing, and everyone goes looking for her, and then she, you know, it's like, oh, I, I was here the entire time, type thing. But mm -hmm. oh, that was so good. That was that, that was such a metaphor for the same moment that was happening in the in the in, in that funeral home. Oh my God! Like I can't, it's another. I can't. I'm sorry. You, the you the part that I'm saying is 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 uh the the part where I'm like meh about is this is when you got to see some really fucking crazy behavior. Crazy storm happened and where it's really really loud, right? And windows start to break. And uh, this is from uh, my perspective of as as Hugh as the dad, and he's looking around trying to trying to find. Nell, and then he notices Olivia, his right live, um, start what I can only describe as teleporting throughout the house. Right. And it's like, is there not a part of you that it was that it's just like, okay, well, wait a minute, maybe I shouldn't brush this off. You know, like my wife just teleported like three different times. Like, you know what I mean? And that's not a point. Yeah, I can see what you're saying. I mean, at, at what point are you just like, yeah, okay, I don't have to believe in ghosts, but what the fuck was that? Can we talk about that real quick? You know, you because, sure? yeah, because that camera stuck with him during those runs. And so, obviously, they, they had to do great shots with that, great, great, obviously, camera angles and shots with that, too. Um, because that was another part that they had to take advantage of that. Okay, so then after we get done with this episode, we only got a few more left here, and we got the witness marks. And this is when Stephen and Hugh drive to find Luke. Luke has escaped the funeral home. He has stolen Shelly's purse and wallet, uh, and he has taken the car. People are thinking he's going to get high, but we all know the truth. He's going to the Hill House. And this is where Stephen finally confronts and admits to Stephen all the bullshit the family has had. 
And this is also where we find out that Stephen had a vasectomy to avoid the quote-unquote sickness that he says the family has. Mom was sick. Everybody's sick. Nell was sick. There's no ghost. We were sick. Eric, how'd you feel about that episode? This was a, a pretty good episode, too. A lot of big things happened in this episode. First off, we finally get to see Aunt Janet in this episode, too. Which the, one was that one? Aunt, uh, this is the eulogy episode. Mm. We finally mm -hmm. get to see Aunt Janet, the woman who, by the way, the only time we get to see her, uh, raised these kids uh, during this whole crazy thing, too. And she, she comes in, she has like two lines, and then that's it. Go home, Janet. Thank you very much. <laughs> but uh, you, you have a, a lot of good scenes here because, uh, yeah, this was the fan scene. This was, um, I guess you could say, one of Steven's encounters with the ghost because he's so happy to help out his dad with uh, removing a bit of black mold that was in the basement, which mm -hmm. later we find is the dead the dead body behind the wall, that, that man, Mr. Hill, right? Yes, yep. yes. Um, and where he was supposed to have the fan unplugged, but then it plugged in miraculously and cut uh, his dad's hand pretty bad. So that was a that was a pivotal moment too, or a big moment there because there was a shock in the trust between the two, right? But you had the big scene that of of a, a big one, uh, which was Mister Dudley's uh, monologue. Oh, oh my god! Great fucking scene. That oh, is such a good scene. scene. That was better than any of the actors' monologue in this whole season. So, during this part, you have a buildup because obviously throughout all of these stories that are being told, Olivia, uh, the mom, uh, is is kind of slowly turning. And you're, you're seeing the effects within every episode as it progresses. And this one was a big one because you find out that the, the this family, the Cranes, are just buy houses and flip them. He is the... Uh, uh, the repairman, she is, you know, obviously the, the the office, I guess, and the blueprints. And this is when we get to see the blueprints that she wrote up too. True. That. Yeah. So, the, the, so we the get to see forever house, you know, the forever house is drawn in the blueprints of this house somehow, some way. And we also get a key moment with the vanity that the son makes for her in this episode, where all of a sudden she she just punches it. We later find out why. Yeah, that was a creepy uh, part a too. Very pivotal scene of the mother changing over. Yeah, exactly. Or just being, you know, in denial for of it. But uh, yeah, Mister, go back to Mister Dudley's scene. So Mister Dudley, pretty much, I'm going to murder it. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just going for just the sake of just shorting it here. But pretty much, Mister Dudley and his wife. Worked at the Hill House, taking care of an old lady who was sick in the bed. Uh, her name excuse me. We see her later as a ghost. Hazel. Uh, Hazel, the sick old lady. Um, the wife of Mr. Dud Mrs. Dudley becomes pregnant. Uh, they're happy as all hell. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the baby was stillborn. And they, the mother was haunted by the baby. Stillborn, I'm assuming. I, I that, mean, you're, yeah. you're missing a lot here. Hold on. First off, he said that he was born. He was he, born. He, yeah. yeah, his his mom uh, uh, would you know work in the house too and stuff like that. But he said that remember that uh, there were parts when she would work nights or doubles, and she'd come home and she'd be acting all scattered and she'd you know go out into the woods. 
barefoot sometimes and she'd be doing little flirty whispers and shit like that and she'd sleep out there and it's like you know weird shit and then she died right and then miss dudley who who was was then someone else came in to fill her position right Mm -hmm. and um obviously those two did the thing um she got miss dudley got pregnant and she was still working while she got pregnant and she became scattered too right and then yes yeah, that's yes. stillborn, and then right after that, she got to to work in again, like a month after the stillborn, and you know it sucked. But because like like Mrs. Hill, the the grandmother, the 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 matriarch was sick, yeah. So that's why Mrs. Dudley was there night and day. And after that, she said what like about a month after that though, there she started working in the house evenings and and like you know nights and doubles and stuff like that, and she started to hear. A baby crying. Mm-hmm. And because of that instance, they will never go into the house again at night. And then he gives the, the big warning, right? That if your lady is acting scattered, that maybe she should take a break from the house. Yeah. Yeah. Because he knows, but he doesn't know. But we later no, find out. Oh, I think he knows. He knows. We, well, we later find out that he does know, but at this moment, we're thinking he knows, but he doesn't a hundred percent know. Which maybe again is the filmmakers lying to us, but it's just my thought is that he knows, kinda, but he doesn't know. Right. I mean, I think they 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 know the Dudleys know the Dudleys know. Yeah. Well, which is we, that was a big yeah. reason. Remember um, when because they they they. they live off property right next next door kind of a thing no they have a house like way out the edge of the property so uh when the cranes bought the house um he he was offered the job and he said that he would i remember miss dudley was just like nah fuck that i ain't going there and then she found out that there was a family uh that was going to be living there with five kids and that's when she said yeah okay i'll i'll join on to make sure which we all we find out this whole thing in that monologue. It's a good it's a good minute and a minute and a half of fucking of fucking dialogue. Where again we see the filmmaker just lets the guy do his fucking job. Yeah. It's just it's on a tripod and it's slowly, ever so slowly zooming in on him, but not really because it doesn't go right to his face. But it slowly, ever so slowly starts to zoom in on him. In and out and, of madness. His eyes filling up with water. Yes. Yeah, yeah like he's crying because he's telling the story of very, the stillborn. Very, he's, you can tell it's like personal the way that he the way he tells it. You can tell that it's, it's really it's really yeah. coming from from deep down. And I think I overlapped that whole Miss Dudley thing. I think that's part of her monologue too, in the uh, the, the episode that follows. So we got to yeah. talk about that because we're down to the last two episodes here, and we don't want to have the fans just sit here for two hours. So we get into the last two episodes here. The last the ninth episode is called Screaming. Uh, Mimi's? Is that wait, right? Wait, we didn't talk about witness marks at all. Yeah, we did. We were talking about eulogy there. That was Mr. Dudley's thing. Oh, we got three more episodes to talk about. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's uh, – no, we didn't. Uh, I thought they were talking to – you know what? I actually got him screwed up there. Yeah, yeah, you did because yeah, – I got him screwed up. That's my fault. 
That's okay. I'll tell you what, we could, we could breeze over this one really quick because with this one you just have heavy dialogue between the sisters, between uh, Shirley and, and, and Theo here too. And then you have um, a big dialogue between Mrs. Dudley, right? Yeah, uh, a big one, to, pretty much saying the same thing that Mr. Dudley did, but just woman to woman saying, hey, you know what? Well, no, this is, this is the Stephen uh, uh, thing. This is where where you start to see that where that Stephen did have encounters. This is the one where you're talking about where yeah, but we know he had encounters. Yeah, yeah they screwed him up. But yes, yeah. Stephen Stephen said that the, Stephen said it was dad that he's never saw a ghost. This is all bullshit. And be, and then he was talking about the clock guy and stuff. And then Stephen's dad said, "A, there was no guy cleaning the clock. That clock is like so old and shit. Like you have to become like a fucking like you know karate master." Artisan, fuck, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So you saw a ghost, you just didn't know it. And second of all, and Steven's like, Yeah, which this was creepier to me. He goes, I there was no there was no tree house. How in the fuck could I build a tree house? We've been flip trying to flip this house. We're only here for a few months. There was no tree house on the property. I never built you one or looped one. That was awesome, right? Yeah, that was a kind of a fucked up question there, too, because you're just right. like, well, wait a minute, because I'm quite mm -hmm. sure there was a treehouse. <laughs> so, so then also with this episode, it's all about Olivia and what happens. Now we get to see everything that happened in episode one, and we get to experience more. We find out that Olivia starts to get possessed. Now, what I like about this... No, no, she, she's never possessed. Well... Like, no, no, she's, she's no. just driven crazy. Yes. Isn't that possession? Isn't that a ghost like possession? Well, no, possession no, she, she, taking control. Yeah, the the ghost, the flapper. What was her name? Poppy. Poppy. She, she manipulates. Crazy. She manipulates her into be because she's because she's such a sensitive to 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 the spirit world. She manipulates her. She doesn't become possessed. She becomes manipulated. All right. She, yeah. So. Okay. Fine. All right, fine. I will. I will agree with that. I was gonna say tomato, tomato, but you guys have convinced me. You're right. Now, what I was expecting and what I got were completely different about this mother episode because this is important because these are a lot of scenes in this movie that were in the first episode, just a different viewpoint. Yes. So the mother finally gets manipulated, and she gets the rat poison. She does not leave. She's supposed to go to Aunt Janet's house to get away from the house. She doesn't. She goes to the same hotel room I think the whole family does eventually in their life. And yes. then she comes back and she gets rat poison and she mixes it with the tea. And <laughs> whoa, 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 wait, wait, what episode you're are you jumping on, away, man? You're jumping way ahead. You're jumping way ahead. Isn't this the last episode? Isn't episode nine? No. Yeah, but you're. No, You're, again, no, we were talking about witness marks. Oh, okay, man. Hold on, hold on. I, I have the references up right here. We're talking about witness marks. The witness marks is the one where they're on the chase. Uh, we have long car ride. Stephen and the dad are on the long car ride to go uh, get Luke from burning down the house. Uh, you also have Shirley and Theo hot on their trail, too. You also have a great monologue from Theo uh, in this episode confessing to Shirley what actually had happened when she touched Nell. Remember that? That was after that random scare with Nell in the car, wasn't Big it? Big scare. Yeah, yeah that, that was a really good one, too. I think that was everyone's favorite scare just because it was so unexpected. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, you, hear, uh, you have another thing that they, they keep on coming back to is uh, – and this is – yeah, Stephen also makes the, uh, the vanity for his mom, too. 
but the black mold is referenced three different times in in this episode and i'm curious to know about that because you had the black mold that they're in the talking about in the basement or the other uh the cellar with uh his dad and uh steven trying to get rid of that and obviously the thing keeps on coming back uh the black mold that was uh at the bottom of the vanity and also and also there's a scene when now do you remember the the model house that truly has in the funeral home of, yes. of the Forever House or uh, of her house or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's a part that has black mold on it. So this black mold could be the soul of the house in subtext. I mean, it could be that too, or you know, the, there's there's a lot of hidden meaning of this too. We can get into that a little bit because there's there's a lot of theories about that, uh, um, you know, about who the characters represent and what the house is. That we can get into, but that's basically what what this was. Then you have the, uh, also it ending with Luke attempting to burn down the house, and uh, the house resisting. And what's her face grabbed him? The nineteen twenties one. Abigail. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We also get to see other parts of <laughs> Abigail through uh, his episode of Doo. But yeah, but again, the bigger part, a oh, very well acted scene, I thought, was Theo confessing to Shirley. What that I wasn't doing anything with your husband. He was just the closest thing. That had light. He was the closest thing that I could reach and grab onto, and I did. And he saved the fuck out of me. And that was it, right? That that was yes, a, a yeah. You're right. Big powerful scene. Big powerful scene because you know you knew deep down that Theo wasn't banging her husband. You know, because a she's a lesbian, uh, but b she her character wouldn't do that. It doesn't strike me her character would do that. So it was it was great for her to confess. And it was and it was great for her to get her sister to understand. Hey, look, you know we're going to win a battle here. Probably some of us or all of us are not going to come back alive. Uh, you know, I'm going to spill the beans here and tell you that I did not have an affair with your husband. You need to calm the fuck down because she is the worst character in this show. I hate Shirley. She's a bitch. Oh. Shirley, bitch. Anyway, so, but yes, but then we get into the next episode, which I was confusing with the mother and the rat poison. And everything that we described earlier. Uh, now, what I was expecting and what I got was two different things. So, I was wondering throughout the whole show what happened when the dad came back because the dad left there scared, still the same guy, scared, but okay. He comes back to the kids with blood in his shirt, and he's a changed man, completely. Yeah, he is. A, he is a shell of a man. He is weak. This man is not the man that we know. So I had in my head that, you know, we were going to get an epic ghost battle. I had it in my head that, uh, that Olivia was going to chase the family, a la Jack Nicholson with an axe. Here's Johnny. You know, I was expecting just that crazy shit, um, you know, with Olivia and the kids. We didn't get it. We got more subtle. What we got was she had rat poison into a tea. She got uh, Luke. She got uh, Nell and Abigail. Abigail's alive. It's a, it's, she's not a ghost. No, she actually is a kid that uh, we were led to believe that she maybe is a, a ghost that hung out near the woods. But mm. uh, no, she's actually a little girl. A little girl alive. I was confused by that. But Nell has fully been manipulated. 
She has now gone. She has access to the red room. Finally, we get to see what's in the red room. What's in the red room? The black mode and white walls and a little window. Something. Well, now, wait a minute. Well, wait a minute. They and they explain it later. No, that I'm it, not getting into. Just okay, go. Okay. For a second. okay. So you know, throughout the whole season, you know, we're wondering what's in the red room, and boom, it's just white walls, a little window, a little tea set table, and mold. And the mother's trying to get the kids to fucking drink. Why that's going on? The dad is woken up by Shelly that says, "Hey, mom's mom's acting crazy. Mom's back home," and he's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And he sees the rat poison. He begins to look, and um, kids are in the room. Yeah, kids are in the room, but uh, fuck Abigail. Thank you. I was gonna say Annabelle again. Fuck, but Abigail takes a sip of the rat poison. She is now dead with rat poisoning. That's when it was confirmed that she's a real person because you didn't know was she still a ghost at this point. And the dad comes in, saves the day, pushes the mother. What are you doing? She gets knocked out, and this is when he gets all the kids out besides Stephen. And what happens after this is all the kids are out there wondering what's going on with dad. Dad is hurrying to get Stephen. Dad sees or hears that Nell is uh, that Nell that Olivia's coming. Olivia's uh, leg is kind of busted because she got pushed really hard. Uh, she's chasing after him, but she doesn't go Jack Nicholson crazy. I was expecting that. I was expecting, you know, Hugh, Huey boy, get your medicine, you know, or something. You know, I was expecting batshit crazy. Well, I, I mean, she's she's definitely batshit crazy at this point. Well, she not necessarily. She's just like lost. She doesn't know what reality is at this point. No, she doesn't. But I, I guess I was just expecting, like I said. Just an overacting experience because this is what I'm. This is what I'm used to. We don't get that. Uh, Hugh locks himself into Stephen's room. That's why the doorknob turns. She walks away because she sees an old woman, and the old woman on the bed says, "Hey, don't listen to that twenties bitch. She's a liar. Fuck her." And then she hears Stephen and Hugh run out. That's where we see her as the scene. They drive away. I talked a lot there. I rambled. Eric, oh my God, right? I mean, what a great episode. Like, what a great reveal of the first episode, right? Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. I, oh, God. Uh, Ed, I don't know about you, man, but it's just, oh my God. What do you, what do you, we all know what Ed's thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, <laughs> yeah, I, the fact that they, they gave you all the puzzle pieces. And they expected you to put them together, and then they put them to, they put them together, kind of, sort of, exactly the way you thought it was going to go, but upside down. Mm-hmm. That's why I loved the the way that this was the way that this was told. I did feel like the finish was anticlimactic. I mean, I know we haven't got to the the end end yet in our conversation. But I mean, like, let's just wrap it up. This is yeah, that's what I was getting to. So we get into the last episode. Bear with me, fans. Here we go. We finally get access into the red room. All the kids are now grown-ups are now back. They all get touched by the 1920s girl. They throw them into the red room, and we get an experience to where they come to Jesus moments, where they finally hear the truth in a ghostly fashion from Stephen's wife to Theo's girlfriend to whoever. Uh, in this moment, we also find out uh, that uh, Hugh uh, has a heart condition, and he wants the kids out of the room. And Nell and 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 Olivia makes a deal with him that you know she will open the room essentially 
iffy. I know they don't say this. Just go with it. Where you know, yeah, I'll open the room to the door if you know, you know. You can't. No, he he says it. He's like, I'll, well, yeah. I'll, that's when she you says, can "Kill okay. me if you let them go." Exactly. But this is where we find out the reveal, the big reveal. So we find out that the red room is whatever it wants to be. We have seen the red room throughout the whole season. The red room was Theo's workout MTV room. The red room was Steven's game room. The red room was the library for the mother. The red room was the tree house. It was and, also in Harry Potter as the room of requirement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. There you go. I didn't think of that, but I'll give you I'll give it to you. It's basically Ghost what it was. Pal the house had a little mini room of requirement. This whole story is a part of the Harry Potter universe. JK Rowling strikes again. Boom. <laughs> Lawyered. End of show. Have a good night. Um Ghost Nell shows up and says that one would call this the how the heart of the house. But this is the stomach of the house, where it's just digesting and feeding off of you. Uh, Luke, unfortunately, dies. No, he doesn't. Well, he does die, but then he doesn't. Well, and, kind of. He's, yeah. yeah. But, but everybody, like I said, gets haunted. The story is revealed, but we also find out more of the backstory of that first episode of that last night. And we find out that Seth's... The little girl was a real person and not a ghost. The Dudleys came in, took the little girl's dead uh, dead body, and says to uh, says to Hugh, "We will make a deal with you. You don't tell anybody about this. We won't say anything about this. Just get the fuck out, you know, and make sure the house is cool forever." And that what changes you. Now I know that's the bastardized version, but I'm trying to sum it up here very quickly. Yeah, you know, like in the in and the scene at the end where where the Dudleys the the wife is dying, Mrs. Dudley's is dying. She's old, and he he carries her. Mr. Dudley carries her to the house so she can die inside. Because we find out that everybody that dies inside the house, their ghost, their soul, their spirit becomes a part of the house right yeah. so he carries her there so that she can be with the, the 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 stillborn baby who was born in the house and abigail that that literally that moment in this freaky scary show was incredibly emotionally incredibly emotionally draining and incredibly it, it pulled me in to make me love the house which was something that like you didn't expect, or at least I didn't expect. All right, so let's get into our final overall reviews here. Uh, I don't know if we want to give a popcorn rating. Uh, we can definitely do that. So I'll just go really quick here off the bat. Uh, I'm going to give this whole season a large bag of uh, popcorn with, with multi-millions of butter. Uh, get your milk duds, soak them in butter. Soak your Sour Patch Kids in butter. This thing is that great. Um, I'll, like I said, I'll sum this up and I'll go very short with it here. I actually did not like the last episode. I thought the last episode was actually very boring and not rewarding for what we have gone through. We've gone through a series of scares throughout nine episodes. I was on this roller coaster ride. I was up and down. I was left and right. I was upside down. I was into it. I was into something really scary that was going to blow my socks off because the expectation that they led me to for the past nine episodes. This episode was not scary. Uh, this episode kind of left a sour taste in my mouth. Now, I do like the old Dudleys 
and you know she dying in the house that's touching that's nice but overall though the red room is all about but what do you want it to be it's ugh. the ghosts were not scary they didn't do anything to try to keep the people in there was really no fighting i wanted to see people fight ghosts i guess at this point and i didn't get it <laughs> the ghostbusters just come kicking in some running and chasing around you know just have this epic you know, battle. You get an explanation like around episode nine uh, with Poppy, and she explains uh, basically her tactic and what she tried to do, and just disillusion Olivia out, and then eventually just can you know do the whole monologue about the screaming memes, right? About how your children are, you know, if you want them to be safe, wake them up, you know, and then they don't have to deal with life and all that shit like that. Just basically just kill them and live here in this house forever, and you know, and end all your problems. But you get the explanation for all for most of the other ghosts inside that house, like mm -hmm. how um, so she strangled someone, right? And then the the little boy who was banging on the walls, remember him? And she said that she just let him bang on the walls, let him bang, bang, bang until one day he just didn't bang anymore. No. Yeah. 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 So like, yeah. Yeah. And so you get the explanation of the different ghosts there, and then you get uh, the old. The old lady ghost Hazel calling saying that one's a liar, and that whole that whole revisiting thing. I mean, it's it's hard to wrap up a scary movie. It, it's that it's the biggest gripe for I would say most, if not all, scary movies is how are you going to end it? So then, Eric, what would you give it then? What would be your? I mean, a, a large bag. I'm assuming. Oh, I I love this series. Are you kidding me? It's fantastic. I hope that if they were to do, I don't know, like a sequel. I mean, it has to be an anthology. Like, it can't be a sequel, a follow up to these people, because that's just lame. Um, but I know I enjoyed it, fantastic uh, front to back. It, it provided good scares, good story, good character development. I thought it was that was that was fantastic. Um, yeah, every every part about it. The ending was like not the worst that I've seen. I, I, you know, it's better than you know, you know the the other parts of. I don't know. It, it, it ended, ended it and just been like, yeah, this is a house and it's just got it's just got ghosts in it. So fucking you know, get out of the house. It's just basically what it ended as is like, yeah, there there is a house on a hill and it's got a bunch of ghosts in it. That's well, the, the the end. Well, Eric, I will say this before we get an Ed's final review before we close out the show. There is going to be a season two that's already been confirmed. They're going to be filming season two in January of this year, and it will not be following the Crane family. That's all the writer and director has said. Good. Fantastic. Then, Yeah. I, anthology seems to be the new way, um, finding a lot of success for a lot of different shows. I actually think that the second season should be all about the ghosts that have died in their stories. My opinion. Ed, popcorn rating for The Haunting of Hill House. Well, just like just like both you, I mean, uh, you know, this is a a large bag of popcorn with 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 extra butter and salt and and just basically M and M's or milk duds in there, whatever the hell you want to do. <laughs> yeah, throw a beer in there, <laughs> whatever you want to do. It like, I mean, just like any season of any TV show, there's some boring parts. And I did, like the two of you, feel that the ending was somewhat anticlimactic. I mean, it did finish the story. It did put the puzzle pieces together. I just, 
it, it, what it's not as scary as a lot of people are, are, are trying to portray it. I mean, I had some it's a happy scare. ending. Yeah, it, it is. It, it's it's not the ending I was anticipated, but it's the ending we needed. Sure. Yeah. Wrap wrap it up. You know. Yeah. Cut. Print. You know. Yeah. I mean, I was expecting the same ending as I was for any horror movie. You know, like the 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 the, the, the bad guys doesn't die in the end. There's no body. There's no ending. Right. And I was. We kind of got that because they didn't kill the house. The house didn't burn down. But we got like we got a random happy ending at the end of this that made me feel good. Which I I can't say that I was I, I can't say that I liked that a whole lot. With that being said, some of the most brilliant acting I've seen on uh, in anything. Um, some of the most brilliant filmmaking, br most brilliant writing I've seen in a long time. I get that this is not an original. I get that this is a remake. I get that this, this also has original source material, but it's so well done from a, from a, uh, a cinematography perspective, from an acting perspective, from a writing and a directing perspective. I, I can't recommend this show enough. If you want to get jump, you know, jump scares, this is the first episode has the jump scares and there's like two other ones. No, but there's, other than that, there's a few of it. Uh, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. The, yeah. This is, this is more of a cerebral scare show. They have, excuse me, they have long scares that take three or four episodes to scare you with. They do have some jump scares. Don't get me wrong. With the with with Nell in the car, that's a jump scare. No, they, with, good good builds. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know what you mean. They're better yeah, builds than yeah. there are. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I again, my 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 rating is is a large bag of popcorn with extra butter. You know, throw beer in there. Throw anything that you can that you can buy. Throw fifty dollars worth of shit onto your popcorn, right? Because it's good. Watch it. Enjoy it. You can't. Watch this and then text and 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 watch scroll through Facebook. You have to pay attention. But <clears throat> excuse me, I'm I'm a hundred percent on board with this show. <clears throat> I hope that they do like uh, an American Horror Story kind of thing with it. But yeah, that's it. That's it. Well, everybody, thank you so much to the Movie Guys Verse for listening to this special sneak episode of Movie Guys Podcast. I say sneak because we did not announce it. We wanted to surprise everybody for the trick or treat season. My daughter was Elmo. We were out having fun trick-or-treating. But if you like this episode, make sure to check us out at movieguyspodcast.com, movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. Check us out on social media. Find us on Facebook, Movie Guys Podcast, and follow us on Twitter at Movie Guys Pod. And also, you can download this episode in other forms of media, such as go to Spotify, go to iTunes, and iHeartRadio, and just search Movie Guys Podcast. Eric and Ed, thank you so much for talking to me with this awesome, special little sneak episode here of The Haunting of Hill House. We here at the Movie Guys uh, podcast love the Movie Guys verse, and we appreciate all the downloads. Thank you so much, guys. Happy Halloween. Have a great time. Be safe out there. And we'll talk to everybody next week with Bohemian Rhapsody. Have a good evening.